0: to Much Ado About Ryan, the talk show where all of the guests are named Ryan. I'm going to put that in quotes, as you'll see in a second. I'm the host, Ryan Estes. Today, we are not broadcasting during the school year as uh, finals have let all the students out and we are now into the J term of 2022. So we decided to treat uh, our listeners tonight with a very special Christmas episode of Much Ado About Ryan. And boy, do we have a special guest today. Uh, He is a graduate of the University of Rhode Island as of 2022, uh, with a major in sports media and the Harrington School of Communication, which I'm currently in. And uh, he's actually the host of his own radio show, No One Car at Night, uh, now streaming on all available streaming services. Uh, If you could already guess what his name is, you probably have a pretty good guess. Uh, Please welcome No One Car to the studio. How are we doing, No One?
1: What it do, what it do, Ryan? I'm honored when you asked me, I said... Christ Almighty! I better, I better help out my my dear friend and my dear uh, compadre with this show. So I'm honored and privileged to be here. as your first non-Ryan guest, and on this Christmas special.
0: I mean, it's it's such a good day. I mean, really. I mean, not to count, of, of course, the weather, which is very dreary, but in the studio, at least, it is it is sunshine and rainbows, very much so. I mean, um, it reminds me, of course, of the time when I went on your show uh, just a few years ago. Yeah. And. Uh, fun times were had and fun times will surely be had tonight.
1: Exactly, yes. I, I, I appreciate your uh, patience with me. As I said, I was supposed to be here at a certain time, and I was held up at the old uh, workplace, so I appreciate <laughs> your patience and allowing me to still be on the show tonight. So hopefully there's a lot of worth uh, words being said between myself and yourself.
0: No. Oh, yeah, I, I think so, too, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's no worries at all. I mean, it is it is kind of in a weird place. We're sort of in, like, we're in the attic of the Memorial Union, so it's um, – the acoustics in here yeah. are, like, subpar, yeah. but the the memories made in here are top-notch. Yes.
1: Uh, I told you when I walked yeah. in here, it felt like Goodfellas. When Henry Hill's walking through the Copacabana with it, with Karen, he's walking through all those doors and all yeah. the l a s are saying, I'm surprised I wasn't given a hot towel or something by yeah.
0: the people here. You must have gone through at least, like, eight doors to come through here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, let's, let's jump right into it. Um, so, you graduated University of Rhode Island uh, just this year, back in June or May. 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 Uh, so commencement, that's very cool, and you're now the owner of not one but two degrees. Um, yes. as a high school and now college graduate. So, what was your time like here at URI?
1: My time here at URI, good question. I like to look back on it fondly and with cringe. My first, my my first year. So, as most, I'm sure you can attest to, well, maybe not. Maybe you maybe you probably took more advantage of what was in front of you compared to myself first year was tough. I mean, I have nothing negative, obviously, to say, and nor do I want to say in here, or else they'll probably find out and cancel me like some some comedian. Mm. But that's a conversation for off, uh, off microphones. What I'll say is this. My first year was interesting, as I said. Roommates were fine. We got a little hairy in terms of post-winter uh, break. Uh, one was a little messy. Didn't like to clean his room as much as I do, but it was... Awful. The disgust, folks. You you cannot see my face with the microphone and through your headphones, but it was terrible. Bad radio. And the (laughs) other one left garbage everywhere. So it was tough. But about halfway through the first semester, I met probably one of my my, if not greatest friends who lived across the hall from me, and his roommate. We ended up living with each other the following year. The following year, as Ryan and his brother Andrew Estes, and everyone else knows. I tend to get myself into a lot of trouble verbally and don't have patience for certain things. So, I I might have spoken a little French, which I was instructed not to do here tonight. So, I'm really, you know, I'm not nervous, but I'm trying my best here. I'm on a tight leash. But (laughs) it it was fine. I had my own room. That was great. And there are many stories that I won't share here for graphicness and so forth. And then junior year I moved home. I, I got the uh run of the deal. It was like those NFL players, the NBA players who get wavered. I did not make the Living House um squad, the uh <laughs> the, the matchup. I was not in the lineup, so you I, didn't I make li- the
0: fifty three man roster. <laughs>
1: I did not make that. then. I got cut the last week of uh of spring training. So <laughs> I lived at home, which was fine, have my own run home, don't have to I had all online classes, which was the positive thing about COVID on this long rant I'm giving here on Ryan's wonderful, amazing show, which you better all be tuning into, gosh darn it. I lived at home it was COVID and I was doing great. I made Dean's list. The only semester I made Dean's list was during COVID, the first semester. And hey. loved it, Ryan. I, I can't even begin to express what it. Was. Everyone was crying, No, I can't go to Bonview, I can't go to all these bars, no and I said who gives a crud <laughs> I don't care uh, it was fine I lived at home <laughs> this past uh, last year I lived at home I was fine of course I had to still share bathroom them my my family that was great and it was wonderful I don't regret that I was on the club testing which you were on this year and yeah. I was able to be um uh, uh social not social sure uh, uh fundraising chair co-founder chair with the current vice president of the team I love that and I was—I really helped the team. It was—it was, it was very—that was great. And as you know, with SK Tennis and tennis in South County, that runs deep within my family. And, Absolutely. And I—I I not I, I won't say I let down the squad then, or didn't fulfill the prophecy as it was thrusted down my throat when I was younger. But my my senior year, I clutched up when we played Bryant, and I took care of business as we'll say. We'll leave it at that. So I redeemed myself. Mr. Carr, my dear father, was there, and he cheered me on. So that was great. Um, and my, I was on the school newspaper, and then it didn't end too well. We'll leave it at that point. We um, don't want to get anybody in trouble, get anybody's feelings tied up in a bunch here. But that was in, in, in jo- that was enjoyable for the most part. I, I got to create a good relationship at the time with Gordy Ernst, the former women's tennis coach, before the varsity blues scandal happened. And he was on the 5 o'clock news the next time I, I saw him on TV. That was great. And, and here's <laughs> one thing I'll say. Me, covering this team for months, back when the team wasn't the – Best per se record wise, I offer to co- write a story about the No, 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 no. We want these people to do it. So I said, "Take it. I'm gone anyways. Take care." Um, but a long winded response. I enjoyed it a great deal. I mean, a lot of people you see, especially, and I'm sure with your class, there's probably people who went to schools far away, who then came back. And as they say in Godfather Three, if you haven't watched that, people out there, you should. There's a scene where Michael Corleone and his sister. And, um, uh, Al Neri, his, his aide in the movie are at his apartment after their, after all their other fellow mob members are getting shot up, um, but Joe Montenegro from, uh, CSI, and he says, just when I was out, they pulled me back in. So I was, I was, uh, I was pulled out, but I don't even know what I'm talking about anyway, so, it it was great, I enjoyed it, oh no, 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 now I know what i was saying kids who go away to college because they want to be far away in a sunny warm weather like my sister wants to. Then they all suddenly come back because it's not as expensive and the party scene is if not as um, good, if not better. So I, I enjoyed it. I don't regret it. It was a short distance and I was just told that the student loans could be a little bit less having to pay back now instead of what they were. So I'm on easy street. I, I enjoyed it near the end and it was great. I, I got to walk up on st- stage. I was the second person to, um, to uh, get my diploma the day of it happening. So that was impressive out of the other 10,000 people there, whoever it was, it was. It was it was, glorious. I have nothing against it. I, I love it. Hopefully everyone else goes out there. Sports is a whole other situation in and of itself.
0: Yes. I'd like to remind our audience tonight that the question posed at the beginning of that was, so how was college for you? But, um, no, I, I, that's, that's awesome to hear. I mean, I think uh, college along with high school uh, is sort of a mixed bag, you know, depending on who you ask. They'll say, oh, I loved it, or, oh, it yeah. wasn't the best time. But I'm glad to see that you yeah. obviously had a great experience. It's what you make out of it. If, if you don't put any effort
1: into it, like you're doing a great job with this game, all, all, all sorts of stuff, not just your oh, academics, shucks. but yes, not just your <laughs> academics, but you're on your club tennis team. I'm glad to see you doing that. I'm I'm glad to see some of your former teammates from the high school team decide to stick it out and brave and try out and help the team out after I left because I left a big hole in the team as I'm sure you could tell mm. and you know to do this this is pretty brave I have no idea of doing it so it's I'm glad to see that there's some people doing it but like I said it's what you make it of, and if you're doing anything it's gonna be a long journey
0: absolutely yeah no this this is uh this is sort of one of those things that I just started doing at the beginning of the year and it, uh sort of was a way to uh just kind of fill time during the yeah, week sure. and just just sort of uh be able to have conversations with people and Sort of make it into something, I guess. In this case, be a talk show, but it it has blossomed, dare I say, into much more than that. Into yes. uh, into something that the Ryan community can rally behind. Yes.
1: It, well, you know? you have a niche. I mean, that's that's one thing I think. And I'm not saying my um, you are doing it to a live audience, yours is much different than mine. But with yours, you know, you have a really niche. It's very specific, and you're able to at least say, okay, this is what the guidelines, and this is what I'm trying to do with. What I'm doing and uh, another story about my situation, but I'll say that for another time because I know you have a list of questions and don't want me to continue going down. Oh, heights.
0: no, it's no worries at all. Um, So not not so much a list of questions, but a list of segments. And, uh, and to do a very smooth segue, we're going to jump into our first one of the night. It's time for the Wheel of Questions. Okay, go for it. so this is pretty straightforward uh we have a wheel here and as one can imagine there are questions on it go for it so i'm going to be spinning the wheel and we are going to find out uh the question that it picks will be the question that we begin to talk about and hopefully strike a conversation out of so the first question that the wheel of questions has delivered us today oh this this is a a classic one i might add who would play you in a biopic about your life
1: Oh, biopic. I mean, I'd probably play myself with all the craziness that I sort of had to a little degree here at URI my first few years before it got quiet. Biopic. Let's see. Hmm. I mean, I, I've got amazing looks, blonde hair. I don't have tan skin, so that's... Uh, uh, but, but, but when you're English, like the car blood... Although you're royalty in South County, you don't have the greatest pigmentation unless you get skin cancer. (laughs) Um, I'll say, play me a biopic. Oh, I mean, I can sort of be crazy and wild, so maybe Nick Cage or trying to think. Um, uh, What's the guy's name who played Thor? Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Obviously, you can tell I'm probably through this, the radio version, the audio version. As Ryan can tell, I'm pretty muscular to a certain extent. I got a ripped (laughs) body. Everyone stares at me. Um, so Chris Hemsworth, not when he had the long, gross bearded hair and, um, the recent, one of the more recent Avenger movies, um, I'd say Nick Cage, if Charles Bronson was alive still to this day, I'd say him cause he's a pretty great actor from the Death Wish movies.
0: Mm. All right. Um, I'm going to, I, I've answered this before on past episodes. So if you're, are a frequent listener, you have heard my answer before and I'll say it again. Um, my answer, I guess would be somewhere in, I would. Actually, any of the three Spider-Men from the hit Marvel Studios movie, yes. Spider-Man No Way Home, I would, take, uh, I would honorably take as someone who would play me to biopic. So that would include Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, or Andrew Garfield. I think all of them have very specific niches when it comes to acting, but I think uh, as a sum of their parts, they could really uh, do wonders for yes. the Ryan character. Um, I mean, you can just picture watching a movie like on a big screen and <laughs> yeah. just have like the scene of me hosting the radio show. Yeah. And I can just picture like Andrew Garfield behind the mic. Yeah. She'd be like, so, you know, this is much to yeah. do about Ryan. And it'd just be, it'd be very meta. Mr. But... Stark,
1: I, I, I don't know what's happening. I can't feel anything. No, don't leave me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Yes. But yeah, I, I could really imagine any three of them playing me in a biopic. So, And I, I'd be honored, too, if they would even uh, heed the call. To uh to play me in said movie
1: and they're all English besides uh, uh true. what's his name Tony <laughs> McGuire yeah, McGuire so you got yeah. the English royalty theater blood yeah I who was it and this is I'm sure what you wanted to happen now the conversation is astute or whatever the word is <laughs> uh your fellow teammate Ben Thomas on the club tennis team in Jackson Pont I I drove them one time to club tennis and I casually said and hopefully you guys can hear me out there not not them particularly but the people listening so it doesn't sound like um, awful audio. Driving them, and I'm a Star Wars fan as much as you are and your brother is, and your father and my father, though we're more fans, I believe, than our fathers, and I said, I liked Rise of Skywalker, and boy, (laughs) let me tell you. I got thrown every which way to Sunday like a rip current at Narragansett Beach. <laughs> I'd never been attacked in my life, and I hadn't even offended any feminists or someone of that nature in society. <laughs> I said, I like the movie. I'm not this person like Quentin Tarantino, who knows everything about movies. I'm not Martin Scorsese saying, Marvel Superheroes aren't film and they're not media. I was like, I just like this. So it went off on a rant. Then I said, speaking of Andrew Garfield, I like the Spider-Man movie with Andrew Garfield cuz that's one of the only few I saw in the theater at that point. Right. I liked L.O. Cool, not El Cool J. Um Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I thought it was a decent movie. I'm not some cinephile who knows everything about it. So to get attacked about this, it's like, "Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> you go to school at the university around one of you is undecided. So what do you have to say about me liking a certain movie?" And the other person, it was just I was like, I think it was a good movie. I have not seen in incom- Completion, the other movie, the first few. Um, I've seen the Andrew Garfield one in theaters with my dear father, your former coach. And I saw the Owens by myself. And mind you, I just saw um, Avatar 2. And oh,
0: I haven't seen it yet. I thought
1: it was very good. I had never seen the first one in com- completion. I only oh. saw the first hour.
0: So <laughs> It's a long movie.
1: Yes, people are saying that it is bombing because it only made $550 million. And I was like, oh, only? no. <laughs> only $550 million Jeez. compared to the $2 billion that needs to make just to break even. It's, yeah. I think it's going to do fine if the other Avenger the other movie fine. had to come back out in theaters 12 years later just to beat uh, an Avenger movie as, as the greatest box office success.
0: Yeah. No, I, I just saw – actually, now that you bring Avatar up, I just saw Avatar the other night, like, in completion with my mm-hmm. dad. And uh, it's a great movie. Yes. I mean, I, it's always been on my list. I've always heard people mention yeah. it. And obviously, I knew it was, like, the highest grossing movie of all time up until Avengers Endgame yeah. came along and smashed it. Yeah. I want to say sm- – <laughs> Beat yes. it out to very close yes. competition. But um, – and it took two re-releases as well yes. to do that. So that just goes to show you a movie that came out in 2009 – with yes. the technology that it, it that it boasted in that, and with the CGI and the special yes. effects, it's unbelievable. And it already was good then. Yeah. The CGI and
1: this this one I'll say would be pretty is pretty good. I read there's a certain actor from a popular TV show. I won't spoil it who it is because I don't I would never do that to you. Who was in it? And apparently she filmed her scene four years her scenes four years ago uh, for yeah, this. I've read this article. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's because they've, they James Cameron he spent 12 years where he was filming back to back to each ep- each movie. Um. I thought it was good. There's, uh, I'm not someone who's oh, this wasn't good, and this part wasn't the same as this one, yada, yada, yada. I, I thought it was a very good movie. Three hours, I had a few bathroom breaks, not as much as <laughs> what it was with Star Wars. Um, but, of course, you, ha- you have to get the medium popcorn and the snow caps, and eventually like they dump them in there, of course. Dear, yep. old, dear old Papa does not like that. And I get the medium <laughs> drink of iced tea, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The other night, speaking of that, oh, I was so happy, Ryan. I'm not a Patriots fan, and I saw them play against... The Raiders that night, yeah. and I saw the final play. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to get to my seat, and my dear father is talking to the concession stand workers about the play and the coverage. And I said, "I would like to get to my seat, please. I've been waiting here 20 minutes already for you to get here." Um, so that, but that was an interesting play, of course. But no, I thought the movie is great, and like I said, beginning Andrew Garfield, an underrated actor, and I enjoyed this movie. So I'm glad to see that he came back with the other Jabroni and uh, the new, no, new recent one with Tom Holland.
0: Yes. um, I don't even remember what we were talking about before. Oh,
1: who would play in, you in a biopic, and you said any of the three Spider-Man actors. That's
0: true. I did say that. Okay. um, You know, we're going to segue—this is not a new question, but we're going to segue into another part that you said, uh, mentioning earlier. Uh, you mentioned that you are a big Star Wars fan. Yes, And um, and that goes uh much further into our families. My brother and my dad, as no one previously mentioned, are also big Star Wars fans, and the same goes for him. His dad is a huge Star Wars fan who also happens to be my tennis coach. <laughs> So former tennis coach. So there happens to be a big connection there. But um I like to recount the time that we actually went to go see Star Wars Rise of Skywalker yes. on opening night. And um I mentioned this, I believe, in my senior night speech for tennis. Um and uh it was well, I'll just say this, it was an experience. Yes. I mean, you know, it was it was amazing, it was a roller coaster. Uh it was it was it was um it was a bit strange at times. Yeah. Um I do remember a lot of points where they would introduce a character from past Star Wars lore. I remember you getting up and cheering. Yes. Like standing up in the <laughs> yes. theater. But um, it was it was very fun. Yes. Um, it was very cool to see probably the last mainline Star Wars films be released for yeah. quite some time. And to see it on opening night. Um, I don't believe that there's any even feature length films to be released in the near future. Because I believe they, they shelved Rogue Squadron. Yeah. So it's it's definitely an interesting time to be a Star Wars fan. But, I mean, with what they've released recently, if you look at The Mandalorian, yeah. if you look at Star Wars The Bad Batch, if you look at Andor, I would say that they have a very bright future when it comes to storytellers who are currently in the Star Wars genre. Yes. I will say this. As I said, I don't give a
1: hoot what movie it is of Star Wars, TV show, whatever it is. I will watch, I don't care if it's a cartoon made for baby apes, I will watch the show. <laughs> I don't care. I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker so much. I mean, sure, I will give you this. The final, the three um, sequels were the same uh, type of situation as uh, the original trilogy in terms of makeup. You know, the first one, the new three new characters are introduced. Three new characters are introduced in Force Awakens. Yada yada yada. The Emperor dies at the end of Return of the Jedi. And shocker, breaking news, if you haven't seen it from three years ago, the Emperor dies yet again in Rise of Skywalker. Each time they had an OG character show up, I was happy, yes, because I liked the secondary background characters. I liked Biggs coming back for that three seconds, saying, nice shot, Lando. I liked Lando coming back. I liked the... uh...
0: That was the part I remember when when Lando shows up. I remember you just standing up and clapping. What... (laughs) What do we have here?
1: and um yeah the, yeah yeah let's go find it <laughs> um and then the little uh the little uh the little uh the fish type person that was sitting next to him in the millennium falcon that was epic
0: yes i remember um, i don't remember his name but yes, yes. i know what um, you're talking about and,
1: but I, and i will say the other stuff that's coming up i know that they're trying to make up movies but i think they're like putting their feet in water like a high school girl like it gets too cold for to them because they don't want to make any movies that aren't from the original six, nine movies And so we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see the new stuff. I love Andor. I mean, not Andor. The uh, Rogue One. Andor show I liked. If you ask Star Wars Theory, the YouTuber, he hated it. Because there's no lightsabers. There's no Darth Vader. There's no Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was a little slow for me. The TV show. I loved Bad Batch. I loved the final season of Clone Wars. Um, Mandalorian got a little mismatched myself between that and um, the Boba Fett show. Because there's a lot too much of... Crossover, um, crossover that I yeah. liked, but if it's Star Wars, George Lucas is right now sitting in his house with his wife and his bit infant child with the cigar in his mouth, like ha, 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 ha. I'm making all this money.
0: Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, he's he's probably having a good time with all this. Yes. I mean, it's 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 all publicity that he does not have to pay yes. for, it, really.
1: But I'm looking forward. They just released the schedule for the new season of Bad Batch, and I'm yes. excited to see that. So hopefully,
0: there are three days where they have double episode releases. Yes,
1: and I, I'm I will not get any sleep. Therefore, I'll be tired at the job the
0: next day. But Who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's the Bad Batch. Um, Our next question here, uh, courtesy of the Wheel of of Questions, is what is the most annoying habit someone can have?
1: Oh, my gosh. Where do I begin? And I know we don't have enough time in the world to do this, and I wouldn't want to bore Ryan to um, infinity, but worst habit someone could have. I hate people that expect stuff and just expect us to give and just bend at their knees and give it to them. I won't give examples properly because I could get in trouble and could get fired, so I will not say exactly what happens. Mm. I hate what I, I hate people who brag on social media about certain stuff. I hate it. it, it, it just there's just so much I can't even explain. I I, I think there's the basics of picking, um, eating your fingernails and buying the dead skin. That's disgusting. I think people who try to show off what they have, be like, oh yeah, look at this thing, or people who are fake. <laughs> People being fake, I hate that. There are a lot of fake people that we know that I went to high school with that your brother was teammates with on the high school team and outside in life that brag too much. It just, there's just a, a, lot of, a lot of things that aggravate me, I will say.
0: It's fair to say. Um, I have a tie between two personally. Uh, One is people who clap when a plane lands. <laughs> yes. And number two is when people do CPR and it works and people are amazed and wonder how they did that. Yeah. And it's like lifeguards who do it. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, that's, that's amazing. It's a miracle." Yeah, like, that's their job. Yeah. They they're trained to do this yes. in this emergency. So, why is everyone surprised that they were actually able to do it? Yeah. I it's obviously great if you save someone's life with CPR. Yeah. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. cool. But like it's the people who like turn it into news or it's like, yeah. "Oh, they saved well, yes. Yeah. They they're it's in their it's in their job title. their yeah. lifeguard." I mean, it's just what they <laughs> yeah.
1: do. I'll I'll say this one. There's one where people and you, you've seen this a lot. Over the last few years, politically, where people make random accusations about a certain candidate, a person in charge, and then it's like, listen here, smart guy, the person you are supporting is doing the exact same thing you are talking about, and you're benefiting nothing from that person. I will not get political uh, on this show, of course, but I will say when s- facts are not based up upon what you're saying, it gets redundant and not worth what you're saying because it's like, what point are you trying to make? Yes, and so we've certainly seen that a lot in today's society for the good or bad of humanity.
0: Yes, I would say. Um it politics is definitely a weird world right yes. now, so we're not going to get into yes. it. Yes. Here here it much to about Ryan. We try to stay yes. away from it. I'll the say world that for
1: Christmas time when I have a little too much fun socially.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's definitely politics usually only comes up twice uh in every 4 years in the presidential debates and around the Thanksgiving table every year. Yes. So, um our final question our, our final question courtesy of of the wheel of questions tonight as it finishes up its spin. It is landing now. Okay. Uh, the, the question it has provided is, what weird or useless talent do you have?
1: Weird or useless talent I have? Hmm. I don't know, because I try to have talents that aren't essentially talents to brag, but I try to have traits that are desirable in people and that are ones you should have. Mm. Um, I know it's a rare thing nowadays to care about other people, regardless if it's a friend of yours or if it's a significant other or whoever it may be. Um, I know it's a huge turnoff by people. Um, let's see, weird traits I have. I'm trying to think. Um, I think naturally. I mean, as you know, and I'm not trying to brag either, because you, I'm sure, can attest. I can say something, not trying to be funny, but I will make someone feel. <laughs> I will make someone laugh, whether it be com- a comfortable laugh or not, as Ryan and his brother Andrew can attest to certainly. <laughs> Uh, I t- tend to find myself getting in trouble to quite deal with my big math that I have, whether it be at ho- not really at home, but per se, outside the real world, whether it be online or elsewhere. I will say that would be my task, and I will refrain myself from going further to save my skin and Ryan's skin as well.
0: That's that's probably a good idea. Um, my weird or useless talent. Um, this is actually uh, something I've been able to do since probably the second or third grade. Um, if you were actually in attendance at the uh south kingstown boys varsity tennis senior night this year you would have seen me do it but um i can name all uh u.s uh presidents in order from memory um i said i could do it in my uh fun facts that i had to write down on my senior uh in my senior night sheet and uh as no one's dad was reading it yes uh he he looked at it and then he looked at me and said you can do that i'm (laughs) like yeah he's like okay do it now so i was like oh okay i i mean I was a little hesitant, but I ended up doing it, and uh, that's probably the first time that I had done it in probably longer than a two-year span. Yeah. But um, I don't intend on doing it now. No respect,
1: respect. I respect you for doing that. Yeah. I I, I always, I've always had a a thing for you know presidents and history of presidents and stuff. So there's there's this website Sporcle where it has all these trivia games and stuff, and I I, I I do press the presidential one from time to time, and I can get up to about William McKinley, and that's about it.
0: That's pretty good. That's yes. 25.
1: Yes, but I have to go backwards, not forwards.
0: Oh, wow. Like backwards in terms of from
1: Biden to then Trump and down from there up until – That's probably – yeah, that's it, probably easier, yeah. though, because then it's more recent.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I do. I go from 1 to 46. I God mean, bless it's, you. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. I, I don't even know how I'm able to do it, but I, I read a lot of, like – like, because I'm a big history book, sure, too. Sure, yeah. So I read a lot of, like, president books when I was, like, a kid, which surprisingly exists. Like, yeah. It was just books that are about the presidents. Well, I, so I read a lot of those, and they list, like, the presidents yeah. in chronological order. I guess when you read them more frequently, you sort of get the order in your head.
1: Well, I think even now, compared to college or high school, I would always be able to still yeah, – because they dr- they drone it down on you in high school and middle school to learn the states because I guess that's a thing you need to do in high school or middle school. It's
0: – every day in college uh, in – Uh, what what class is it? Oh yeah, it's my not history class. Yeah. The professor, uh, the first thing they ask us to go, okay, class, you have a sheet with fifty lines on. I want you to write down all fifty states. Yeah. But Uh, this
1: guy, this guy would make us put it down like next each state. Oh yeah. yeah. And he gives us all these things to do. I'm like, this is in Greece. I'm getting a ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, and then other people are, I'm getting a sixty. How am I not getting these states? I'm like, well,
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, no, but I mean, like. I guess it just depends on what field you go into, yeah. like, to really know the states. Like, obviously, geography is, yeah. like...
1: And most people aren't going to major in geography in college. No. I mean, that's
0: a gen ed. It probably, I think, would just come with whatever major you're doing yeah. it with. Like, like I'm a poli-sci major, yeah. so I guess yeah, it makes sure. sense. It's it's sort of a natural, like, expansion of that. But um, if you're, like, an engineering major, yeah. then do you need to know what the capital of Delaware is. It's over. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, it's... I mean, it's... It's just kind of a cool thing, I guess, if you do know how to do it. But is it really helpful for your future career? Depends on your major.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, this was a great real of Questions segment. And now it's time to move into our flagship segment of Much Do About Ryan. It is now time for Ryan Ranks.
1: I'm miles from my home. See I'm out right of my blue.
0: This is a segment we've been doing every episode on the show. And since this is our Christmas special, we might as well continue it now. Um, going against the grain when it comes to tradition, uh, usually we have the guests pick the topic for Ryan Ranks, but I'm going to be uh, strongholding that from the guests' uh, <laughs> duties tonight because I feel oh, like this has you. to be done given it is the Christmas season. Hey, it's your show. Uh, well, <laughs> um, no, but usually the guest does it, but I feel like it's only appropriate because it is the Christmas special and um, Christmas time is here as charlie brown would often say (laughs) yes so um today we will be doing christmas movies go for it so um we're each going to do a top 10 and um we're going to go from 10 to 1 ranking our christmas movies in order and then we're each going to reveal our picks one by one and then we're going to give like an explanation of sort of why we picked that movie in the place go for it all right so i'll start to give you some time to think about it um i have my list already here um Keep in mind, I've had this list for many a month now because I, I knew I wanted to do something involving Christmas movies at some point during this uh, during this time. So uh, we're gonna jump right into it. So what's, now, what's
1: what's what's the number though on the on the ranking list? What do you mean? Like how many are we ranking? Oh, top ten. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So my number ten. I'm gonna start it off. Uh, number ten. This is probably a little bit low now that I think about it, but it's fine. Uh, I'm gonna say the live action Grinch with Jim Carrey. So this classic movie.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's probably seen by at least everyone. I would say not yeah. everyone, most people. <laughs> it's on Freeform every third day. It's true. It is on Freeform every third day. But it's it's a great movie. Um, it's well, obviously Jim Carrey's in it. Uh, Taylor Momsen who kind of went off the deep end. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Tambor is actually in it. Yes, he's he's in uh, Arrested Development amongst yeah. other projects. But he's he's a great actor. Um, but uh. Yeah, I, I think it's a solid movie. I, I like how it expands upon the Grinch's story. Yeah. Uh it paints him as, as an orphan. Yeah. Um, and uh and how he is basically raised uh, not raised to hate Christmas. Yeah. He because of childhood trauma, he's yeah. raised to hate Christmas. Um because of the thing where he had to shave. Yeah. And uh, actually the mayor, who was classmates with him when he was yeah. a child, made fun of him because he had a beard when he was eight, yeah. I think. And then he shaved and uh, he happened. What happens when eight-year-olds try to shave? Yeah, get cut off. Which out. is a lot of nicks. Yeah. So, um, then he retreated into the mountains. Yeah. And became Jim Carrey. <laughs> so, uh, and there's the story. Yes. But it was a good movie.
1: Yeah. I read this. Or, and I shouldn't read. it. You can't read a TikTok. You'd have to be Stephen Hawking type of smart to read a TikTok. But I, 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 <laughs> I saw this TikTok. It was, it was a theory that someone had that. Jim Carrey, no, the, the the baby version of the Grinch from the Jim Carrey version landed in the wrong Whoville because there's the cartoon version, Horton Hears a Who, where they all look more like him.
0: I saw that. Yes. And yes. he's
1: supposed to land in that one because they all look alike, and compared to them, where it's all the human, weird type yeah, of people. Yeah. With the big noses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, that's, it's actually a good theory, and I think it's probably one of the ones that would make the most sense. The only thing, though, is actually, now that I think about it. No, oh, okay. But. Yeah. The only thing that I think would disprove that is that with Horton Here's a Who, they're like the little speck yeah. on the dandelion, whatever it is. Yeah. The Grinch is a speck that's actually on a snowflake, because if you watch the opening yeah. credits, it like zooms in really yeah. like close on the snowflake, and then it's like the Whoville or whatever. Yeah. But it, theoretically, I mean, yeah, if you if you, if you were to retcon that detail, then yeah, I mean, it would definitely make a lot of sense. Sure. Yeah, because retconning exists in the <laughs> yeah. in the live action Doctor Seuss verse yeah, exactly. or whatever. There's there's definitely something here, but um, no, I I think it's sort of funny how just like this movie came out in like 2002 or something. Yeah. And this is like still being talked when about a respect
1: lot. Respect to uh, Jim Carrey for the um, makeup and prosthesis he went through. He oh. had to get marine training to be able to yeah. do all that stuff all yeah. over his eyes and all over his skin. Uh, no, I know. He can still he did do it every day.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. God bless him. All right, so that's my number ten. What's here, number ten?
1: My number 10, see, my whole thing is, and I'll explain it into further detail, and again, hopefully you can all hear me on this, is that I don't mind that movie, I don't think it's in my top 10 list for, oh, maybe it could be, if I had more time, I would have written down a list, um, I'm trying to think of what would be in the top 10, I, I think, honestly, I think it would be number 10, and this may be controversial, um, with everyone's opinions out there, including the people who started it, would be Santa Claus 3 with... Um, not Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Tim Allen. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I like the way Alan Arkin's in there. And, uh, oh, what's the lady's name? She, she's she's old as dirt now. Um, <laughs> her name is, she, she was a, a sex symbol in the 60s and 50s. Elizabeth Mitchell? No, I, no, 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 no. Oh. Uh, red Hair. I mean, she has, like, one name. I forget what it is.
0: One name? Yeah. Uh, alright, I'm looking right here. Uh, but I think I think it was a good
1: story, but I just I, I think that'd be a nice one to do top ten, also because they don't pl- they play enough where it's not abundantly played for because that's a lot of stuff. And I remember when I was younger, they'd play all sorts of different Christmas movies. Nowadays, it's Santa Claus this day, Santa Claus through this day, Home Alone two and one on this every other day. It's it gets redundant. So I don't watch a whole lot of. More current ones, but I have to say that one is probably my favorite one. I have not watched the TV series on that on Disney Plus, but that would be my top ten. I went my my, my uh, number ten, I should say.
0: Yeah, I would say it's pretty good. Um, all right, so my number nine, I'm gonna say Polar Express. Okay, classic movie. You know, you can't go wrong. It's my. Of course, I think the one criticism that everyone has with this movie, which is understandable, is that it, it's uh, the characters look too realistic, <laughs> and it's uh, what's What's the, the, the name called? The Uncanny Valley? I don't know. Where the, the animated characters, like, you can't make them too lifelike or they become creepy. Sure. This does not meet that threshold. Yeah. It, it is very creepy. Sure. So, um, I mean, the story-wise, though, it's great. And, my goodness, you have to hand it to Tom Hanks for yeah. playing literally 75% of the cast, <laughs> yeah. if not more. He he did, like, the, the motion capture for, like, what was it? Hero Boy. Yeah. Santa. The conductor, uh, the weird guy who lives in the who's like the ghost, yeah. Um, and then like two more characters I think. Yeah. I think the only the only other people he didn't play were, I guess, any of the elves, the weird kid with the glasses, and any of the other characters who spoke in that movie. Yeah. But Tom Hanks played everyone else. Yeah. Or did the motion capture, and I think did the voices of well, I know he did the conductor and Santa for his voice. Yeah. But still, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, I like that movie. I I, I I don't cringe nowadays as much to the kid who has the glasses who says, Hey, do you wanna tell me what train this is? No, oh, this is a my T 67845 train. oh yeah. I have one of these. cereal uh socks. Why do I have underwear or whatever it was. Um I think I made me cringe. The conductor guy who's hanging on the wooden puppets, that section of the compartment of the train, that scared the hell out of me, part of my French. Um it, it, when I was younger, but I like them. I, I would put that a nine. I I, I like that. That's not. It's played in. It's played a ton, but it's a movie worth being a, t- a ton where you can walk by and sit down for a few minutes subconsciously and sit and
0: watch it. Um, right. But
1: wouldn't it be something where I sit down normally and be like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch this. I've recorded. Oh, I can't wait to get home from work and make stuff, make food and watch it now. <laughs> watch the Polar Express. Yeah. I went the Polar Express train one time. That was epic.
0: It was yes, I I did as well. It was. I think I was like four. Yeah, probably my same age as well. It was very good times. Yes. Yeah. Um, good memories to be had. Number nine for you. What what do we have?
1: Oh, uh, you know, what? maybe I would put Polar Express nine nine. I'm trying to think. As I said, it, it's not. It's played a lot. I will give it that. But it's a movie, as I just said. So I guess I'm repeating myself. Where it's it, it's good enough. Where it's okay to be played a lot. It's similar to I think Christmas Vacation, where that movie's played probably even more. But it's still good enough. Although Chevy Chase hasn't done anything just as good as that. Um, since then, but I think that would be a good uh, number. Uh, nine. I think. Uh, um, Pull Express.
0: All right. And that Taco Bell sound effect means that uh, that two people on the show have picked the same uh slot for their topic in the same position. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's what that sound was. Yes, Liv Moss. Yeah. So <laughs> um, we are not sponsored by Taco Bell. Too um, so many bad
1: experiences I've had with Taco Bell over the summertime.
0: Yes. Um. I legally, I'm not uh, able to have any sponsorships on the show. So I must say that uh, in, in clear uh, verbal language, but uh, Taco Bell will be the, uh, the bong noise that we use uh, for the bell. So yeah. Um, Number eight for me, uh, going back to the topic of rankings, uh, I'm going to say, oof, it gets harder and harder as you go down the list, but I'll say Charlie Brown Christmas, you know, it, it doesn't really I think this is kind of the epitome of all Christmas movies and sort yeah. of what they, they delve off of. And I think, you know, when you boil it down, regardless of what Christmas movie you make or, or you watch, especially the Grinch, uh, that follows this one probably the closest I would say. It's like it starts out and all the all the characters are like, you know, they're like got all the decorations and the and the presents and the and the Christmas songs or whatever. But then like the moral of the story is that Christmas is not about like the the aesthetic stuff. It's it's about the like what it means it's about being together with family and it's about like charlie brown gets a little bit more religious yeah but um it's it's more of like the like the nitty-gritty of christmas that really tries to emphasize like what the meaning of the holidays are which which i appreciate yeah not so much the religious aspect of it but definitely the more like the family aspect of it because that's that's what i believe you know it's christmas and you know
1: yeah um I, I like the movie. It's that's another a one that they don't play a lot on on TV unless it's on at two two forty five a.m.
0: Yeah. Um, Somehow Apple TV Plus got yes. a hold of all the Charlie Brown movies because they, they,
1: they weren't playing that this year. I unfortunately I don't know if this is the mic I'm supposed to be speaking into, if it's oh, that one good because I didn't see that stuff. Anyways, point being, <laughs> you want to want to cut that crud out. Um, <laughs> I won't, you won't be, folks, you won't be hearing a Taco Bell sound anymore, because this is not where, or oh, I should say anymore, but this is what, I will not agree on Ryan, I do not have Charlie Brown at this spot, um, it's fine, I would have liked, uh, I, hopefully they make one where you actually get the, I don't know, I, I guess they made newer ones, but it won't be my number eight. My number eight would be, hmm, let's see, what would number eight be I'm on the clock, um, hmm, I'm not gonna say Die Hard. People can stop saying Die Hard's a Christmas movie.
0: Really? I, I, I don't. So have you're to, in the Die Hard is not a Christmas movie
1: I, I mean, it's during Christmas, but it's not a Christmas
0: movie. Like, I think if we're gonna use that logic, that opens up the floodgates of calling many other things Christmas yes. movies. Because then I like to immediately counter by saying that Step Brothers is a Christmas movie. I will. W- because of the one scene where where Dale and uh, crap, what's his name, Brennan, yeah. are opening presents, and then they start sleepwalking and yeah. they throw their dad down the stairs. But but that. <laughs> If we're gonna say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then I will. I will very quickly stand up out of my chair that I'm definitely <laughs> sitting in and say that Step Brothers is also a Christmas movie.
1: I will say number eight, Arthur's Christmas. It's a cartoon uh, oh, movie. Oh,
0: I actually have seen that one. Yeah. I
1: think it's, I, it's, I think it's very good. The story's very well done. I like the sort of the stereotype, and if it's done a certain way, because in most movies like that, there's a stereotype, the the story trope of oh, the son who's not the, the most suitable in the father's eyes, of getting the big job, but then it ends up he saves the day and that sort of stuff. Right. I think Arthur's Christmas is a great Christmas movie. They should be played as much as possible without shoving it down our throats. Um, I think that would be my number eight, Arthur's Christmas. Yeah. Uh, not, 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 not Arthur, the animal aardvark. The <laughs> person Arthur. <laughs> 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 Let's make that clear. I don't want to have to read about my life if I'm saying number eight is Arthur's Christmas, the aardvark.
0: Yes. Um, I've actually seen that movie. I can't say it was anytime soon, but it was a while back. Yeah. But it was very good. It was a good watch. So, yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, Number seven, this is actually – this is also not an ad because this movie just came out, like, a month ago. But um, I did watch it, and I actually think it was a very good watch. I'm going to say the the movie Spirited uh, with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. That is my number seven. Um, This, I think it took the Christmas movie archetype and really did something new with it that I actually really liked. And – well, for one, you have Will Ferrell who's already a Christmas movie like yeah. Giant who was an elf who's definitely going to be later in this list for me. <laughs> but he comes back in this movie and Ryan Reynolds is also there and he plays he he's sort of like the antagonist at the beginning of the movie but, you know, not to spoil things, yeah. but things change and Will Ferrell's try to convince him like, you know, like oh, like so basically um it's they sort of imagine they they do like a what if scenario where like, you know, like a Christmas carol. Yeah. They, they do a like what if uh, they basically like commercialize the Christmas Carol operation yeah so the the three ghosts that haunt like Scrooge, those are employees at an, at an overarching company that um, pick one person every year and study them for the entire year and then on Christmas Eve they do their big haunt yeah and then that way they they change their life and then they yeah. live a different life and then um, long story short, it's a musical. And there's, like, nine tunes. To- <laughs> and then, if you could probably see where that was coming, then congratulations. But um, there's, like, nine original songs. Uh, they each have, like, a little, like, piano overlay at the very beginning so you can tell what you're getting into. <laughs> and I I got to say, I liked it personally. Sure. Thanks. It was good. That's, that's, that's your Will choice. Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds both singing this. Yeah. They don't use fake, like, singers. It's actually them. So props to them who are yes. not – they are not classically trained, yes. and they still do this. They got paid like $25 million per part, but still. I <laughs> hey. mean, if I was paid $25 million to sing in a movie, I'd probably do it. Oh,
1: I would do it even though I can't sing that well besides the shower.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, so props to them. And Octavia Spencer's in it too, so bonus. Yeah. But um, I really liked it. I think it had a really good plot. Um, it definitely wasn't this, like the usual Christmas movie sort of idea that you would expect. I think it really did something cool with it. And... Um, I would watch it again. I would, I would honestly watch it next year, probably. Um, assuming they don't take it down if for some reason it got review bombed, which it definitely hasn't already. Yeah. Cough, cough. <laughs> but, um, I, I liked it personally. I think it's sort of one of those underrated movies that's come out recently. Um, I think it's pretty hard to release a Christmas movie nowadays because people have such deep opinions about yes. the ones that have been out for a while, like your Polar Express, yes. your, your Grinch, your Christmas Story, which will also be later. Yeah. But um i think it's good so yeah. i'll i'll leave it at seven i i i second you
1: on that i what i don't i like the ones that we grew up with i don't like the ones that have on the country music channel whatever it is where it's, <laughs> hallmark channel hallmark channel where it's all religious based and all this stuff and this person <laughs> fell on their feet for this machinist or whatever it was where it's like the stupid jimmy jimmy kimmel did a, a monologue bit about this the other night on his show with all the same type of stories on the cmt channel and that's not Christmas movies to me. That, that's yours. And if you're in the deep south and that's your thing, God bless you. Don't push on me. What I will say <laughs> is this. I've never seen that. I'm not a huge fan of musicals, so no offense, but I probably will not see that. What I will say for this one, was it seven or six?
0: Uh, seven. You are seven.
1: I will say Daddy's Home 1.
0: Ooh. I didn't even think about that. I
1: never saw the second one. I don't plan it. But Daddy's Home 1, I saw in the feed with my father, Mr. Yeah. Carr, and he left his rear end off. He enjoyed it. I like... I liked Will Farrell, how him and his um father, uh what's his name? He was in the crown. Oh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. They yeah. would they would kiss each other on the lips when they whenever they'd see each other wherever it was. <laughs> and there was um then there was Mark Wahlberg and uh what's his name? From Die Hard. Not Die Hard, um from um
0: I feel like I should know who you're from, talking about. From Braveheart. I, I... Oh, who played William Wallace?
1: Yeah. Oh. Him. But he he was in there as as Mark Wahlberg's
0: that father. reminds me of another story involving your dad, yes. but I'll save that for another time. So,
1: but both, the, it was a great mix of characters, and I liked how it That is the Christmas movie, although it, it overarches around Christmas. Um, but I, that was my seventh, the number seven. I, I probably say that for seven.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, I actually have seen this. Uh, the daddy's home you're referring to. The first one's actually very good. I yes. think you're talking about the second no, one. No, I'm talking about the first one. Are you sure?
1: Yes, because John Cena's in the second one. Because at the end of the first one, John Cena comes in as Mark Wahlberg's stepdaughter's father, actual father. I'm looking this up. And John Lithgow is Will Ferrell's father in it, and Mark Wahlberg and his father his father in the movie is the guy who plays Braveheart. Huh.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: Don right I'm correct.
0: Um, yeah, but I, I've seen both of them, but yeah. I, I know the one you're referring about, and that's definitely a good yeah, movie. Get, so when
1: they get caught in the movie theater, and they yes. all start singing and dancing.
0: Yeah. It's... Uh... <laughs> Um, no, it's a good movie, though. I, I definitely think that's a that's a worthwhile number seven. Um, number six for me, I'm going to say Christmas Story. Um, classic movie. They tried to redo it this year. Personally, I think it fell flat. It was not the same. They brought back Ralphie as the original Oh, that actor. one, yeah. Well, yeah. I haven't
1: seen the first one. Ugh.
0: Yeah. No, the original is, is classic. The second one, respectable yeah. effort, yeah. but, you know, it's you, you can't win them all.
1: Well, that's the thing nowadays. They all have to do reboots or remakes or sequels.
0: Last year, they tried to do Home Alone. Yes. And they did it with the British kid from JoJo Rabbit. And I got about 30 minutes in, and then I realized that that was 30 minutes that was not well spent.
1: Speaking of Christmas movie, the character in that, the boy, like yours truly, Known Car, hosts the Known Car Nitro podcast every Thursday at 1 p.m. on all po- podcast streaming services. He has a podcast as well.
0: The kid from JoJo Rabbit? No,
1: no, 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 not him. <laughs> no, the guy from the original Christmas movie.
0: Oh, Peter Billingsley. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy how I know that name. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's because goes mine, of course, but I don't have the money like him. Nah.
1: Being, no, I I have never seen the movie. Actually, I never. I always wondered where it was.
0: Uh, uh it's uh it's in Indiana. In like no, 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 like where
1: where I can watch it onyx. I'm not gonna buy the DVD for it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but no, I, I, I would see it. Um, but I, I don't I don't hate it. I just have never seen it. And I've never had you no know, the dying interest to see it. But it, it seems as though it's a good movie that stand stood the test of the oh, time. Oh yeah. It's Although like... I'm sure its legacy has been a little tarnished by the coming remake that was what they recently mm-hmm. just released.
0: I mean if if you never see it and you refuse to see it then how could it be tarnished. Oh, Unfortunately, I made trip. the mistake of seeing it and yes. now it slightly has been which might explain yes. why it's at 6 on this list. But that is to be seen that the original story is very good. Yes. And uh it's it's just classic. You yes. get the leg lamp, you've got the the, the red rider BB rifle. <laughs> so many different so yes. many things that if mentioned at any other time of the year you would know that they're talking about yes. a Christmas story. So that just goes to show how memorable it is.
1: I think for my number six, and this may be a hot take, I guess, because I know this is near the top three of some people's list. It's Christmas Vacation.
0: Oh. And
1: I say that because that, my dear grandfather, the patriarch of the family, Ray Carr, loves the movie because he he mispronounces the lines all the time. His favorite <laughs> his favorite scene is when, um, cousin Eddie or uncle Eddie is dip, dumping the sewage waste into the the drainage, and it's all it's like the green like infrared like yeah the smoke yeah the smoke comes out <laughs> and explodes, and you see. The reindeer flying through the sky. I like the I like the two old bags in the movie. The the uncle and the uh, aunt. uncle Lewis
0: and Aunt Bethany. Yes,
1: Grace and then I pledge of allegiance to the flag. And then he's like race start thirty years ago, and it's a great movie. And then he's just he's insane. And of course, um, uh, who was the guy in um, Scrooge?
0: Bill Murray.
1: Uh, yeah, Bill Murray. His brother's in yeah. as the boss of yes, um, yeah of Chevy Chase. He's I, in Chatty Chalk too. Yes, I love the scene when Chevy Chase is at the office and all the guys are walking back and he says, "Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas." Ba humbug! Kiss my ass! Kiss my ass! Yeah, and it, it's he's just an actor, and it's unfortunate, and props to him for still living in that moment, thinking that's you know what he should be known as. But I think mean, it's a good movie. It does get p- played a lot, but as I mentioned with the um, Christmas movie, The Polar Express, it is one that I can watch and say. It's a good movie, even though I've seen it for a gajillion bajillion times. But that is my number six.
0: Yeah. Um it's gonna be higher up on my list. Yes. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna put that disclaimer out there, but it's still on your top ten, yes. so respectable. But um yeah. So moving on to my number five, uh I'm gonna say elf, uh, with Will Ferrell. Okay. So uh he comes back quickly from his number seven spot and moves <laughs> up two places. Um I mean, what's not to love? It's it's a classic movie. Um I watched a documentary about it, I think, last year, about with the screenwriter who wrote the script and um he was asked what gave him the inspiration to write elf and he said, I just love Christmas movies. Yeah. And you can definitely see that I think throughout the movie. Um it's sort of got like all those classic bits yeah that you would expect. Uh it's got a literal elf at yeah. the start and it's sort of like it's kind of like a fish-out-of-water scenario. Yeah. Um, my favorite – I would say my favorite sequence is the scenes of him walking through New York City. Sure. And it's um, – Eats the gum. Yes. Um, fun fact about that, uh, John Favreau did an interview, and uh, he said that that was filmed um, because they were getting close to the film deadline. So they hadn't filmed that scene yet. So they went out on New York City with a cameraman and Will Ferrell and John Favreau, and he they just told Will Ferrell to run around and bother random people on the streets in New York City, and they got <laughs> it on camera. So all those interactions you see are like oh, wow. that's that's authentic. Sure. Those those are not actors. Sure. Um, but it's classic. I mean yeah. everything about it is just is just really good. It's got the the B plot of the love interest yeah. of Zoe Deschanel. Um and then James Kahn's in it. Uh, yeah. rest in peace. But yeah. he's a he's a great actor and um, also in Goodfellas. Yes. And um No,
1: he's not. James Con. No, yeah. he's in Godfather. Oh my bad.
0: Right, <laughs> I got the G's mixed up um
1: no worries i won't kill you
0: yeah but um still a great actor nonetheless yeah. and um uh yeah he's, he's uh he plays the father and yeah. it's um it's very funny to watch their interactions between one another yeah but uh good movie so number five
1: number five for me this is where it gets tough cuz i'm thinking of once in the back of my head to be the top few but then I'm like oh i, if I think of other ones i have to say hmm what would be my number five I think I may have to say, hmm. Is this the, oh um, ah, oh, what's it called? Klaus or Krampus or not Krampus? Um, I think it's Klaus. on
0: Netflix. Yeah, it's Klaus.
1: Yeah, Klaus. I of course, cause it in there. I mean, just a beautiful story. I love it. The guy comes. He doesn't want to be there. He's the mailman. He becomes beloved there. He saves the two rival communities and families. And, of course, rest in peace, probably the, one of the greatest comedians of all time, Norm MacDonald and it, who plays the fisherman in it. And then the guy gets older, and, and the Santa Claus comes back, and he gets older, and he unfortunately passes away at the end with Mrs. Claus. And I, I tell you, when I saw it on Netflix, I cried my eyes out watching it. As you know, the carboys are not ones to be you know, emotional and stuff. We're sort of like Nixon, as Norm MacDonald would say. And um, <laughs> we, 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 there's not a whole lot of waterworks that go on. As Ray Carr says, we don't have to get the... The Cry Towel. But I, I love it. It was such a great movie. I'd watch it over and over again. But that was my number five. Such a well done movie. I like the look of it. I like the, the color scheme and all that stuff. It was just such a great story. And I would gl- probably, I'll probably watch it again tonight. Then.
0: Yeah. I've heard very good things about it. Yeah. It's, it's on my list. And I actually might have to go watch it tonight. Yeah. Um, My number four. We're getting into crunch time now. This is like. This is this is where the, the the true gems of the list are yes. supposed to shine. Separate and
1: the the studs from the duds, as Jimmy Sarr would say. Yes.
0: Um, my number four. I'm gonna say it's a wonderful life. Uh, Frank Capra, 1946. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I mean, it's it's a great movie. Um, it's my parents' favorite, personally. So, or not personally, too personal to them. Yeah. They, it's their favorite movie, and um, I can see why. It's it's really good. Um. I will say it's one of those movies that um, if you watch it at a young age and you continue to watch it as you get yes. older, you continue to get more and more sure. out of it. And I think that's one of the uh, the beautiful things about it yes. is that it's it's got such a deep meaning um, and that it continues to have an impact on you. And you actually start to understand more of the plot sure. as you get older. And um, it's it's just – it's very well done. Uh, Jimmy Stewart's amazing in it. Yeah. And um, it's just uh, – it's just a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's it really does stand the test of time.
1: I'm trying to think, because now, I was just thought of one that now is technically on New Year's Eve, although it has some sort of Christmas in it, and if we're going to say Die Hard's on not a Christmas movie, then I'll kind of regret saying what I did. I'll say, one. Well, this is four, correct, right? Four. Four. I will say uh, uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus. Ooh. I'm a big fan of those movies. I mean, I grew up on those with my parents, and my parents grew up with those and every year, even like The though, Rankin-Bass movies. Yes, oh, yeah. I love them. And rest in peace to Rankin, who just died recently. Aw, oh, dang. Um, <clears throat> but um, I love those. I love the animations. There are TikToks I see of this guy walking around, pretending to be walking like the uh, animation in those movies. Yes. When he's talking like Yukon Cornelius. Um, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I love those movies. I love that one. I like the Burger Meister-Meister Burger. <laughs> um, and I love this little stooges in the, the German-esque 1920s uh, uniforms with their helmets. I, I, I like that. I'm sure I like how suddenly the winter warlock, when he puts one foot in front of the other, he yep. becomes friendly and it actually becomes kind of like a, 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 a Sigma mentality where he sort of becomes lame <laughs> in one aspect. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> But no, I I like the movie. It's talent. I love those. those are so great. And I always look forward to watching them. And to tell you the truth, at my mother's house, Mrs. Carr, they they are recorded. They're kept in they record they recording, depth or whatever you want to call it of the TV, all year round, because <laughs> they rarely play out nowadays. Because they'd rather play all those Christian alt left deep south type of holiday movies where it's not worth it. I don't care any of those. I want to see this stuff. Okay, thank yeah. you very much. That is my number four year without a Santa Claus.
0: No, it's it's a good movie and um. I mean you can make it Or the Santa case... Claus is
1: coming town. Whatever the heck it's called, that's my number four.
0: Yeah. I think it's I don't know, it's probably you yes. know it better than I do, so yes. we'll go with you without Santa Claus. Um my number three, uh I'm gonna go with Home Alone One. Okay. So not not the second one is coming up, believe me. Yes. Um but Home Alone One is going to occupy the third spot. Um I'd like to make a small statement about my my confusion and the logic of these people. Uh, for Home Alone, yeah. Every time I bring this up when we watch Home Alone, my dad uh, retorts with, "It's Hollywood, Ryan." Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I I like to re- respond to that while saying, "This these movies take place in in the Home Alone verse a yes. year apart. The first movie, they the family goes to France. Yes. And titularly speaking, they leave Kevin behind. Yes. Hence the title.
1: Titularly, I like I like the word choice. Yes.
0: Um, he has to fend off his house from burglars. Yeah. Succeeds as an eight year old. Yeah. His family comes back and they celebrate Christmas together. Yeah. And the old man gets to reunite with his with his lost uh, relative. So, awesome B-plot. Yeah. Um, second movie, year later, family just still decides to go out of town for Christmas, except they go to Florida, more manageable. Yes. They don't leave Kevin behind. They leave him behind at the airport <laughs> where he gets on a plane to go to New York City. Yes. While they're in Miami. My logic here is very confused, but I'm still going to say it. If you, as a mother who was clearly traumatized with leaving your youngest son home yes. while you are halfway across the world, yes. why would you then decide I to still leave home again for Christmas?
1: I don't know. It's it's a weird situation, and it's
0: I don't know. Catherine O'Hara, yes. and where where did you go wrong?
1: I don't know. I, I don't I don't get that. I think it's a fun. I think it's a funny movie. Oh, it's very funny. Yes, I, I like the I like the second one too, but I like the first one just because it's the classic, and most people like the first ones unless you're friends of different uh uh series of movies but i like that i could was this three or four the three we're at Um, three hmm, i think if i'd written this down i probably would have uh, done a better job of putting this together i would i think i'd follow suit with i think i'd follow suit with you i think the taco bell bong would come back on again
0: yeah i'll give it a yeah hold on a sec Right. I,
1: I, I believe I, I believe that because I think it's a good story. I think it's funny. It's another one that's played uh, a lot and a lot on TV. Um, and to tell you the truth, I sort of like all the other ones besides maybe the last one of Home Alone. I like this, the first. I like the second one. The third one was with that younger kid, correct?
0: Yeah, it was. we don't really count that yeah.
1: one. <laughs> yes. Um. The, the last one.
0: Mm.
1: No. I like the old man, the first one. He reminds me of... um relatives of mine or people I know that are old and kind of don't want to be around other people but I, I, uh, I, I like it I think it's a good movie I think it's a real d- well, goodwill job or whatever the saying is I don't know Joe Pescian is good of course and right. he's an actor
0: John Hughes wrote it he's he written many other classic yes. 80s rest movies rest in
1: peace to John Hughes yep. um, but I, I, I like Joe Pescian he's another actor who you don't expect to be that good in it but then he does such a great job and I read that he may be up to doing a sequel to that one or returning back or a sequel to the second one Man, I will say though he is old.
0: Yeah, he, and also Macaulay Culkin. Yes, is old. He
1: he looks he looks like a puddle of I don't know. He looks like a I don't know. He looks like he's had too much own Dew. Yeah. High voltage.
0: He's gotten better. Yes, he has gotten years, better. He,
1: respect to him. Yeah,
0: but um, I don't I don't know if that would be the best. Well, hey, they idea. they
1: had Joe Pesci was an Irishman who they've been trying to put together for over a decade. True. And he got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. So you never did. know. And I, he, I think he really enjoys that movie. Oh um, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't wear a wig like he did in um, The Irishman, but I think it's a good number three.
0: Yeah. Um, my number two, I'll touch upon this very quickly since it was already done. I'm going to say Christmas Vacation. Um, this, this is a classic movie that when I go to my uh, dad's side of the family to visit for Christmas in New York um, in just a few weeks' time, this will... This will surely be playing for the entire day. Yes. On the TV in the living room, and I will be watching it for the entire day <laughs> in the living room. Um, so it, it's a great movie. I've seen it probably three times already this month, yeah. and um, it just it doesn't get old. Um, and um, I could probably quote verbatim the entire script, but I will definitely not do that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just a great movie. I mean, it's um it's it's Christmas. It's 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 about a dad who's just trying to have a good Christmas with his family. Yeah. And makes the mistake of inviting all his relatives. Yeah. Chaos ensues. Uh, cousin Eddie shows up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it's – I'll also add something, too, that like It's a Wonderful Life, it is also a movie that the more you watch it uh, as you get older, the more things you notice. Sure. Like I noticed um, when they're in the – like in the Walmart or whatever. Yeah. And, they're, and he's asking Eddie like um, about like his Christmas, and Eddie tells him he doesn't have enough money to buy his kids presents. Um, well, there's that. First of all, you sort of realize that, like, the little, the hidden meaning behind why Cousin Eddie showed up. But then you also notice when they're, like, putting stuff in the grocery cart, and Clark, he puts a box of light bulbs on top of Eddie's bag of dog food, and then Eddie then proceeds to put another bag of dog food on top of the light bulbs, and if you listen closely, you can actually hear a sound effect of the light bulbs popping, because they're getting crushed under a bag of old Roy. So, little hidden, uh... A little AO. hidden trivia there, sure. yeah, but um, either way though, it's a good movie, so it's at my number two. Already touched upon it, so I'll leave it at that. So leave it over to you for your number two.
1: Number two, this is where it gets in, as you said, crunch time. This is when it gets to be, fifteen love, thirty love, five zero, and you're up. And you got to sweep the sweep the darn player you're playing against. That's right. In the first set, to go to the second set. <laughs> at Slater Park on Court Four, um, I will say number two, I have to say. So I said "Year Without a Santa Claus." Um,
0: Home Alone One was your number three.
1: Number three. Year, I think I have to. I'll say this. I'll say. Um, I'll say. No, I'll say "Santa Claus is Coming to Town." Okay. For number two. And I'll say this because, and I mentioned Burgermeister Meister Burger, and "Year Without a <laughs> Santa Claus," but that's actually from "Santa Claus is Coming to Town." I like how it showed and the the kind of like the oh his name is Chris Kringle he grows up with Mama Tanta Kringle and the Kringle little um, dwarf or I can say, say that whatever you want to
0: little person it,
1: little person politically say it he goes up with them they're all last names Kringle and he gets the outfit because that's what all the um the uh, elves were wearing and he goes from the town and he that's how he marries Mrs Claus and all this stuff and it, it's such a great movie and it. I think that's all those though. As I said with the other one, Santa Claus is coming to town. Where or uh, you're without Santa Claus with Heat Miser and Cold Miser? They're all. It's just sh- such a great story, and I like the animation because that takes a lot of credit. So I give them a lot of props for doing claymation. Well, wrong, wrong move. They got to start all over again. um, And if I if it wasn't that one, I would have picked Klaus for that for number two spot as as well. But it, it's there's so many those ones are the quality movies that i really enjoy number one may be controversial to something i already say but i'll let you go to your next pick
0: okay uh my number one uh i'm gonna say home alone 2 lost okay. in new york um i i i'm a proponent of the idea that the second home alone is better than the first one okay um i just think that it delivers upon all the things that this the first one did and did more with it yeah uh it has the same amount of zany stunts (laughs) um with the with the house traps i like the part how it starts off with literally him throwing bricks at their heads i think that's (laughs) that's unique um but i will say it does lack um the little the the subplot of the old man i did like that about the first movie but i I think the second movie it's it's they're able to do the same sense of a movie and have it be in a new location and have it be just as good if not better so i think that that deserves a lot of respect John Hughes wrote this one, too. Yes. Also respectable. So I'm going to say it's my number one. Very close with yes. Christmas Vacation and Home Alone 1, but I barely edges them out for number one.
1: I will agree with you on that part, and I think there are a lot of movies of that situation, which I won't bore you in trying to recall what movies those are, but a lot of situations where the plot's repeated, and it's sort of like, oh, it's the same type of story. it's just changed location. I think it's good. I think in terms of the old man, they have the, the – the, uh, the toy store old man who works the front register is also like a ghost or not real person, however you want to say it, who gives him the um, the doves. And like at the end how it always goes, Kevin! And he, he racks up the big bill for the hotel. And I do laugh with um, Tim Curry and the rest of the staff there at the hotel who he plays the classic shoot uh, shoot 'em up uh, mob movie. Um, and he has them um, kiss or say I love you and they, gets down to the hands and knees and begs for them. Yes. Little known fact, that monster movie it was not a real movie it there's an actor who played that guy for that for the uh, home alone movie really yeah i read that that was not a that was a movie a guy was acting that and they did all that other stuff just for that little little bit i read somewhere wow um my number one though and this may cause a little flack is rudolph shiny new year Ooh. and although that it says new year in it so people are saying don't get your don't get your underwear tied up in the knot I say it's a Christmas movie because it happens on Christmas because uh, um, Rudolph and Christmas and all that, Hullabaloo. But I like it because of the story. And you see this in life in general. This is where no one gets serious for a moment, which often doesn't happen. In life, you come into situations where people make fun of you, say you're not this and not that, and vice versa, and then dog you the entire time and overlook you. And here is baby New Year. Has, no offense, elephant-sized ears. him in his hat. Everyone makes fun of him. Every place he goes, they deny him, make fun of him. And there you go, you have Rudolph, you have Ben Franklin. What? Ben Franklin's in it, yes. What? Yeah, because they go to the different islands. They have the caveman guy. The different island. What movie is yeah, this? this is Rudolph's Shining New Year. They, they rescue the baby New Year from Eon, the the vulture, who if he survives, he lives on forever. And he goes, rah, Rudolph! Rah. <laughs> um, oh
0: my god. If goodness. I
1: get him, I live forever!
0: Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. they actually do see Benjamin Franklin. Yes, and they wow. and they
1: have like then all the like different characters are all like time like names like quarter to ten or there's a knight. And it, it's such a great movie and then revenge because then those guys look for him and that sort of replicates the situation of find the true people in life that you can connect to and there are real people out there who generally care for you and not just for certain things that you achieve. If I let's say I was doing success with my podcast somehow, like Joe Rogan's heights nice, and there'd be people coming after me saying, Oh, can you help me with this and that and then they become friends with you But there are people who are friends with you through thick and thin, through when you're big time or not, and this movie sort of replicates that, and that there are people who care about you. And I just like how they travel through different places, and that's such a great movie, and I always look forward to that. And I really wish that those movies were showcased year-round because – or not year-round, but more often because those are the quality movies. But you can't digress. And if I could add another one, like an like a honorable mention. And yes. And I will mention, I will say this, if this is not allowed, I apologize. There's one – Martin Raycar, before they got a bigger TV, they used to have this small TV, square TV from like the sixties. It's like
0: the cathode ray TV. It it, it yeah. it's
1: it's a small one. And it used to have VHS tape. So those who were born after like two thousand four, they ain't like what the heck is a VHS tape? There's one called Annabelle's Wish. It's on this farm. It's this cartoon, and I used to watch it all the time. Rainy Travis, who is this country singer, who is the main star, he narrates it. And it was such a great movie. This this baby calf is born, and she gets she wishes to be able to fly, be a deer, and a reindeer, because she gets made fun of. The main character Billy's a young boy he can't speak. He lost his voice in a house fire. He wishes she wishes that he could speak, so um, he can then have the ability to speak for himself. And she can't be a reindeer anymore. Then she ends up becoming reindeer when she's old and elderly. And I, it's a cast of characters that I love, and I always look forward to it. It's on YouTube, so that sort of, you know, you can only watch down there. But there's so many, Ryan, that, that good Christmas movies, quality Christmas movies. Yes. That are, it's hard to rank them, that so many of them are not played anymore, and it's sticking just to the certain um, set list of, of ones. the greatest hits to a certain degree, although now they're not. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, that, that's definitely true. I mean, um, I, I'm surprised that I was actually able to get even ten down. There's probably only five or six yeah. maybe that I'd watch consistently. Yeah. But um, the other four are just sort of there. But um, this definitely gives me some that I think I have to watch now. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: Annabelle's Wish is just a child's movie for like a top infant or whatever. Or like, right. like a, a young child good story don't get me wrong a, a good story plot to it i'm not a cinephile as i said earlier in this recording so don't ask i'm not rot. i'm not cisco never whatever its name is um <laughs> but um no, i liked it it's just it's a childhood movie it's like treasure planet and brother bear for me two movies that were the first two movies i ever saw in the movie theater so even if they're dog water they're still quality to me but that that's my thought as i say of, of christmas movies
0: absolutely um well, this has been a pleasure. Um, thank, thank you so much, Nolan, for coming on the show for our uh, one-off Christmas special, uh, a special it. bonus episode of Much Ado About Ryan. Yeah. Uh, this will be our last episode of the calendar year. Um, and um, who knows what, what is in store for us in 2023. Um, hopefully I can provide you guys with some more information as to our future and whether or not we will come back for a season two. Um, if you want information on said possible... Uh, coming back for season two. Make sure to follow our Instagram at much ado underscore URI. Hey, you are
1: the man. Follow the damn Instagram now.
0: Um, follow the Instagram, get uh, updates on things like that. You get to see highlights from uh, the past episode, uh, as well as some other little tidbits that you may only discover by looking it up yourself. So uh, follow the Instagram if you'd like um, to get some more information on the show. And um, until then, we'll see you guys in 2023. Take
1: care. In the words of, uh, in the words of Telly Savalas, who loves your baby?